Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Louise Robbins, and I would like to introduce Christina Gomez-Schmidt, running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board, Seat 6. As we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement (coughs) outlining the educational, vocational, and civic experience that qualifies you for, for this office, and tell us why you're running for the Madison School Board. Sure. Thank you, Louise, and thank you to the League of Women Voters of Dane County for the opportunity to participate in the Know Your Candidate interview. I think it's important for Madison voters to get to know the candidates that they're electing to office, and in this case, the Madison School Board. Um, My name is Christina Gomez-Schmidt. You can call me Chris. I've been a parent in the Madison School District for the last 14 years. And for the past 20 years, my career has focused on teaching, advocating, and improving engagement and communication in schools and in communities. I'm running for the school board because I believe our schools must work effectively for all students. Strong schools are the foundation of strong communities, and that's important here in Madison. We need board members who have experience and skills to make change happen and who can engage communities in being part of that change. My experience in the Madison schools spans from involvement at the local school level to the district level to the community level. At the local level, I have experience creating and implementing programs for students. At the district level, um, I have engaged in the process of policy creation, writing plans to carry out policy, and interacting with administrators, board members, and school communities to better understand how policies and plans get implemented at the school level and how we determine if they're effective. At the community level, I founded an advocacy network to connect families um, from across the city and help us all better understand how to advocate for the learning needs of students in every school. And I think these skills and experience have prepared me to be an effective board member and hit the ground running once elected. What are two issues or challenges the board will address in the next year And what skills will you bring to the table as the board deliberates them? I think two of the issues that the board is facing, the first one, I think is, is always the achievement gap. And that is a big problem across the nation, and it's a problem here in Madison. Um, The achievement gap is starting to be talked about as an opportunity gap. And Gloria Ladson-Billings, a professor at UW, talks about it as an education debt that we sort of owe to students of color. Um, The gaps start before students start kindergarten. And some of the factors, societal factors to name a few, include income, access to affordable housing, inequities in the criminal justice system. Um, Given that, the question is, what can the school district control? And we can control educational opportunities and learning that we provide for every student that's enrolled in the district. Our schools need to be welcoming, and students need to feel that they're a valued part of their school community. And the question is how to accelerate closing those gaps. Up until third grade, students are learning to read, and after third grade, students are reading to learn. And so I think one of the very important things the district is going to be doing is adopting a new research-based and science-based reading curriculum that is culturally relevant to help accelerate um, learning for students that need extra help and challenges um, for the wide range of learning levels at every grade. What are you looking for in a new superintendent? That's a good question. And the superintendent process is going on right now. 
I attended the superintendent um, candidate forums last week. There were three of them um, so that the community could really engage with and get to know the superintendent candidates. I think what I was looking for is someone who really has leadership at an organizational level and they really understand, you know, we have um, 50 schools across the city of Madison and they, um, we need someone who can really organize what needs to be done at, down at the district office and figure out how that can best support our schools. Given the timing mm -hmm. of the referendum, mm -hmm. You will have to start the school year with a budget that assumes that the operating referendum will not pass. In constructing that budget, which requires five to eight million dollars in cuts, what will you cut? What will you protect? That's a really good question. And I attended the board retreat a couple of weeks ago where they discussed the budget and the two potential referenda, both the operating referenda and the facilities referenda. Um, with the operating referenda, they are having to run two budgets simultaneously, assuming that the budget may pass or it may not. And so I think um, for looking at what I would um, cut if needed, I would try to keep those cuts as far away from the classroom as possible. It's really important that in our schools we're supporting teachers, we're um, having the adequate resources and support staff that they that they need to make sure that every classroom is a productive learning environment. And again, the things I would protect, um, again, things at the classroom level and the school level um, that schools need to make the learning environments effective. The achievement gap between white students and students of color is a problem that MMSD has struggled with for a long time. What do you envision as your role in helping the district address that gap? Well, I talked a little bit about that as identifying that as, as one of the issues that the district is dealing with. I think the board role, I mean, the, the role of the board um, is really to set policies for the district and to create plans that enact those policies at the school level. And so in, in dealing with the achievement gap, we really have to identify effective strategies that are going to help, um, that's going to help accelerate learning for students um, who are struggling. Um, we can't continue to have students um, passing through our schools grade after grade and not being able to catch up. And so I think really focusing on, on what strategies those are going to be to close those gaps is important. How would you rate the job the district is doing in creating a respectful environment for all students and staff and dealing with the issue of racial slurs? What would you recommend to improve the situation? I think school safety is really important and is at the cornerstone of having effective schools. Um, as far as rating the school district, I think it is a work in progress right now. I think um, some schools are struggling um, and some schools um, are providing great environments for students to learn. And I think really figuring that out, it comes back to um, leadership at, at the building level. Um, if we want to look specifically at middle schools, we've had a really high turnover in principal leadership at, at the middle school level. And I think that has contributed to issues um, in implementing the behavior education plan effectively, which is sort of now the cornerstone of, of how we're dealing with um, school safety. And I guess I would say that 
the behavior education plan as implemented was was important. It's, it has an important goal in it in reducing the, the disparities in suspension and expulsion rates. And um, I think the, the, implement, the implementation of it in the schools has been a challenge. Um, resources and support have been needed um, to effectively implement any new model. And um, restorative justice practices, which are key to the behavior education behavior education plan, um, they take time to implement. And you have to spend the time to build those relationships with students. Um, the intent is to get student behavior on a positive trajectory. And if that doesn't result um, from the restorative justice practices, you can end up with classrooms that are disruptive, making it difficult for those students and all students um, to learn and for teachers to teach. Curricular issues appear to be high on the board's agenda in the next year. What concerns and priorities do you bring to these issues? I think I talked a little bit about the importance of the research-based, science-based literacy curriculum that we're going to be adopting. The, the K, at the K-5 to level, um, it's really important for students to learn how to read um, and making sure that, that um, we're teaching students to read um, and having them build the foundational skills that they need to be successful students. Um, I know throughout our Madison schools, we're really taking a look at curricula that are culturally relevant and culturally responsive because we want students to feel that with the materials they're learning, that they're represented and they see themselves in those materials. Um, and then at the high school, I think... Um, one of the things that is being focused on is how to um, address the, the um, racial and economic disparities in students accessing and being prepared for um, advanced coursework, high school or, or honors classes and um, AP classes. Okay. How do you establish and maintain communication with mm -hmm. multiple constituencies, including students, parents, teachers, administrators, and the taxpayers who are not part of these other groups, but to whom you must answer. I think that's a really key and, and crucial role for the board members, and that's one of their responsibilities, um, to solicit input and on key decisions and whatever issues are coming before the board, because every week the board has new issues um, that come back to the board table for discussion to try to figure out um, what's working effectively and what's not. I think one of the ways of soliciting that input, we have to make sure that the information that we are getting on decision-making is accurate and timely um, for us to make good decisions and for the community to engage us um, in, in discussing those decisions and the progress that is being made. Um, board members um, are assigned a number of schools, elementary schools, middle schools, and, and usually a high school. and. I would take that very seriously, those assignments in interacting, visiting the schools, um, getting to know the community, and getting feedback from those schools on the experience of students and their families. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? That was a quick interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to say um, this is a critical year for the Madison Public Schools. Um, we're welcoming a new superintendent, and we're most likely asking for the community to make a significant investment in our school buildings, in our staff, and our strategic priorities that we have um, to serve students. 
I have a deep understanding of how our schools work. I'm passionate um, to work collaboratively to make change happen. And I have a commitment to improving transparency and accountability at the district level. Um, I also have a dedication to engaging the community to support our Madison schools. And I look forward to talking to many voters across the city of Madison as my campaign continues. And I would be honored to receive your vote on February 18th. Thank you. I want to thank Christina Gomez-Schmidt for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking time to know your candidates. Please vote in the February 18th spring primary election and in every election. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Yeah.